0: How are you this morning? You're quiet, <laughs> that's for sure. I want to thank you, Joan and Phil, Phil and John. Lovely to have super musicians leading worship, isn't it? Yeah. I looked across and I thought, hey, there's a tribute band there. Eh? <laughs> the funny thing, but the serious thing is a tribute man for Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah? It really is. Praise God. Praise God for us oldies. He still loves us and there's still got room for us. Hallelujah. Do so you just want to take this is all about welcome. This is the fifth and I think the final in this series about welcome. Do you just want to take a moment and just welcome someone? If you're more mobile than someone else, you could just stand and go and welcome someone in the name of the Lord. Yeah? Right now. Yeah? Praise God, there'll be more time for welcoming afterwards. But it's lovely, and we would, it was super that as we were praying, it was just mentioned about David and how David now is receiving his welcome, isn't he? From God in heaven, saying, Welcome, welcome, this is your time now. You know, come the kingdom that's been prepared for you in heaven, your eternal home, and all the saints and, and the angels are welcoming him now. Isn't that wonderful? As a welcome, and we've, we've seen over the four weeks that um, the the way that that welcome, that welcome of God, if someone says, "Come." You normally come to a welcome. They're not going to come and hit you in the face with a, 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 a wet kipper or whatever the saying is, are they? They're, they're going to put their arms around you and give you a big hug. And that's that's God's welcome to us when we and it's our welcome to one another, isn't it? And it's uh, we saw last week how they're the family of God. So yeah, it's great coming to church because you're with family, isn't it? True, yeah. Some family you know, you can, if you're away somewhere and you go to another church, you join family, don't you? It's, um, brothers and sisters. Isn't it wonderful throughout this whole world? And we're going to look at a little bit of that. This welcome is meant to be beyond. I, I had a big welcome on Thursday. I welcomed back my Bible. Look, hey! It came back. It's been studied. It's been talked about. Yeah? It's been the, the focus of a lot, a lot of time and things, and here it is. Praise God. Yeah? We'll return to, to the Bible. Well, we won't return to the Bible. We'll only speak about the Bible, I hope. But um, the issue of the Bible. So, Father, would you, would you speak to us now, Lord, in, in a wonderful way? Help us, Father. Help me to make something that, that, that to, or to take something that is so simple and not make it complicated, Lord. Something that everyone can grasp and that we can all do, not beyond reach or, 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 or so hard, Father, that it can't be attained to. So, Father, by your Holy Spirit, speak to us, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we um, we started off in, in this wonderful welcome of Jesus. Then we, we saw the welcome of the early church in, in Acts chapter 4. How amazing that, 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 that early church was, having all things together and wanting to fellowship all the time in one another's homes and break bread and uh, just wonderful um, and then we saw that, it, that this welcome is for everyone no particular class of people or or qualification it's just you responded to the invitation of Jesus to come you know Jew and Gentile it was for everyone bond man and free women and men Yeah. That was a big thing. Yeah. But it's a universal welcome. That that doesn't it doesn't depend upon anything but the attitude of one's one's heart and the willingness to to repent and come to Jesus and receive from him. And then last week we learnt about the welcome to the family, because we become family. Yeah in fact in many ways we're closer relationally here than maybe we are in some of our our family yeah and that, and that is all because we share the same father hallelujah, hallelujah. abba father yeah is your dad and my dad and uh, we we, we take his likeness upon us, and we become more and more like him as we, we grow in the faith. So I'm going to read just a few verses, and this is where, in my little prayer, because I've got this nagging thing, that I can make something simple complicated. Yeah? There is an art to making the complicated simple, isn't there? But there's also a devilish art of making the simple complicated. And this is so beautiful. It's, it's part of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is just talking to folk like you and me. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. Everyone knew what salt was. It was really, really important. It was It was fundamental to their life for lots of different reasons. But we're not looking at salt today. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it made salty again? It can't make itself salty. It is salt. Yeah, we'll come back to light in that way. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So, if salt loses its saltiness. It's, it's it's not worth anything. Ah, you are the light of the world. and glorify your Father in heaven. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it so beautiful that Jesus seems to pull everything together in these simple analogies of soul and lie? When we were at Elim, the church's strap line, I've said this before, was receive the love of God and give it away. That was what it was about. Yeah? what we've got is too good to keep to ourselves so you receive the best and you give it away and as you give it away god the father gives you more that's a simple principle of the kingdom of god don't store it like the manna if you if you if you if you if you if, you, if the, the israelites had stored their daily bread And thought, oh, this is good manna. We can stock up here. And maybe we won't have to go out early in the morning and find it, yeah? And what if God didn't supply anyway? We've got some, we've got some backup here. What happened to the manna that was kept after that? Yeah? It went off, didn't it? It had no shelf life. The love of God is a bit like that. It's current. He gives it and you give it. As you give it, with the measure you give, it will be given unto you. Once the pump is primed, it's going. Yeah. So we have, in that simple analogy that we had as a church, we wanted to receive from God because he's a God who gives. And we want to be a people Give it away. Yeah? Isn't it lovely when you haven't got to make something to give away? But it's given. They say, someone says, I'll give you this. It's cost me everything. But you go and give it to someone else. Yeah? You do it. I think that's the most beautiful thing that anyone could do. To trust you with something so... Wonderful that you'd give it away. And we are all called to let our light shine before others. Or is it rather let his light shine before others? A light will shine wherever it goes, won't it? Unless it's covered a covered light would not shine. A light that's gone out is no longer a light. When you became a Christian, you became a lamp for Jesus. That's what you became. A lamp. We all became there. And... Uh, we used to sing a song, didn't we? Well, those that are my age. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me shining. Do you remember that? Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give, my, give me oil in my lamp, keep me shining. Keep me shining till the break of day. Yeah. We needed the oil in the lamp in order to be kept Shining. And the two questions I suppose this poses to me and you is, is there oil and is it a light? Not the fact that it's a lamp, because you are a lamp. The question that we are posed is, have we got oil? And is that oil burning for Jesus? And I, I said again, you know, that I don't think it's particularly scriptural to ask Jesus to shine. This is why Shine, Jesus, Shine, I think is a really good song. But he is shining because he's the light of the world. Why, why can I ask him to shine? He shines. He does it. He cannot not shine. If you want a double negative, is is He's got to. It's it's his very nature. He is the light of the world. He will shine. The real reason is, am I shining his light? Or the real question, is my life shining and dispelling darkness? is the question that this poses. You can say, I can't dispel darkness? Oh, yes, you can. You can say, my lamp is really flickering. I say, there's no point. There's no reason for it to be flickering. You can say, well, it once shone brightly when I was whatever age before all this stuff happened in my life, I was a bright, shining light. If you only knew my circumstances, but you can shine. In the darkness, the light shines brighter, does it not? When things are dark, the light seems brighter. You can say, Well, how can I shine with the circumstances I'm contending with? Well, you have the fruit of the Spirit. You have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control indwelling you. That is the Holy Spirit in every single believer, whatever age, whatever dispensation whatever circumstance you're in, you have the Spirit of God. You have the potential of that. It says, let your light shine. Allow it to happen. It says, the onus is on me and you, whether my light shines. Let it shine, is what Jesus is saying. Allow it. Don't don't try and manufacture light because you can't. Let it shine. Don't put a bowl over the lamp. Otherwise it will not give light to anyone. And eventually it will go out. Don't forget you're still a lamp. But the light isn't shining. That's why in Ephesians it tells us to be filled with the Spirit. Get some oil, Ian, into the lamp. For goodness sake, Ian, can't you get that into your thick head? That you need oil. You need oil daily. And when it starts running out, ask for more oil that you may let your light shine. Listen to this in Ephesians 5. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Would you say amen to that? Yeah, is that a good thing? And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Did you ever read that before? that everything illuminated becomes a light. With the light that you receive, you become a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper! Arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Christ shining on you and me. Be very careful, then, how you live. Not as the unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. It is dark. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. This is the Lord's will. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. That's the Lord's will for you. If you if you, like many of us, you know, oh, I don't know what the Lord wants me to do. Mm, I don't know. I used to do this, I used to do that, this door's closed, no, there's nothing for me. No one asked me. He said, the will isn't all that stuff, Ian. The will is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. There's no reason in the world why every one of us this morning shouldn't be filled with the Holy Spirit. That we might shine for Jesus. Am I making something simple, complicated? Am I? This isn't rocket science, is it? This isn't profound theology. This is just Jesus saying, let your light shine, Ian. Let it shine. Let it happen. The world needs it. The world needs my light in you to shine just where you are speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit that from which you receive you give sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of Jesus it's a joy to be with such people that are the light isn't it? yeah That's why the the light would gather insects in the dark. Moths would come to the light. It's like the church should be like that, in a dark, we can keep wringing our hands and bemoaning what a dark place the world is. Well, the Bible says it's going to be a dark place and it's going to get darker. But how much brighter should the people of God shine? Jesus said, seek and save. It's the mission of Jesus. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. He was seeking it. If, if, if I'm like Jesus, I'm looking for the opportunity to let the light shine. I seek for the opportunity. Seek the fields of white unto harvest in Luke 10.2. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, To send out workers into the harvest field. Send out the light bearers into the dark places. And this is something asking me to go into my world for you to go into your world? Whatever that means. Some people's worlds are quite expansive. Other people's worlds are small, but that's just the way it is. There's no comparison. It's about the light. It's about in my, in my world, in my little world, in my little group of people, in the contacts that I have, in the opportunities that I'm afforded, to see these as an opportunity to let my light shine. I've been very blessed in many ways to be able to take the good news of the love of Christ to the world places in Europe, Africa and Asia. But that's, that's only God's opportunity. Different people with different groups of, 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 in, with gypsies and prisoners. But it started in a small way. started looking after some, some teenagers called the Crusaders in our church. Then it went on to working with, with, with children, with young people with special needs. I started my teaching in in junior school, really, and in taking the because they didn't know RE teachers, and I I, I used to take the RE lessons and and assemblies, taking services for seniors in a local care home. You know, they, they they were small little opportunities, but they were important to Jesus. And God said, if if, if I entrust you with the small things, then maybe other things I'll give you. But you have to start where you are and let your light shine. Otherwise, if you don't do it, you're going to put it under a bowl. And I know David will be receiving his Well done, good and faithful servant, because he let his light shine. Boy, did they let their light shine in Notebridge. Down their street, everyone knew the loving kindness of Jesus, that light that was in them. I don't think he's going to be reprimanded in any way of saying, well, you buried your talent. You put your light under a bowl. What good did that do? Let your light shine. You know, schools, pastors and community pastors went to Mayflower School on Friday. We're one student, I don't know if the other student's still in hospital or what's quite happened to but two students were, there was a road traffic accident and yeah, one died. The other was airlifted. But those that had light went to the school to let their light shine in amongst tragedy. I only hope the parents of the boy that's been arrested um, or the family that someone goes and lets their light shine to them. That young man who was arrested because of suspected Driving under drugs and influence of drugs or alcohol was arrested and maybe he's in prison now. I don't know. Yesterday morning I I went to prison. I I saw a number of men, but I was with two men. Both of them were called Josh. One shared unspeakable things that he had done. Unspeakable things that he had done, and he these struggles with suicidal thoughts and self-harming. Another one, just 27, saw his friend die in custody just recently. And as I was talking about hope and destiny and Jesus, when tears rolled down his face. We were standing on the wing in public. Just let your light shine in dark places. Yeah? There's no kudos, I can't say anything's of me in life. Because it's his light. What I receive, I give. What you receive, you give. If you receive nothing, what can you give? That's why church is so wonderful, isn't it? It's a place of coming together to receive, communionally. That goes all the way back to the the second week when they were all together in one place and the Holy Spirit came upon them. They fell out of the the building like drunkards. And and, and what did they do? They could do nothing but give what they'd received. Peter, who wasn't noted for his preaching expertise, all of a sudden preached a really powerful short sermon and 3,000 people believed. The light was released. But it came from heaven to a group and from the group into, a, into the world. Your kids are like, my kids, they need the light. They need to the light, they see the light in me, not judgmentalism or criticism. Live for others. 2 Samuel 9, 1 says, this is King David, he gets up one day and says, is there anyone who is left in the house of Saul, his enemy, that I can show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Is there anyone that you can show kindness to for Jesus' sake? It's a good question to get up every morning with that on your mind. Is there someone I can show kindness to before I, I moan about the weather? I get disappointed about something else. I say, I'm determined to let my light shine. I'm going to take that bowl off and I'm going to shine. Shine and shine. Yeah? Christ will shine in you to your world. Isn't that beautiful? That's what it's all about. It's what this is all about. When we break bread in a little while. It's all about the life of Jesus coming into us. And him in us making the difference. As I went into... One of the wings they have, they have, they have double doors, and one is a, is a quite a, a solid door, and behind that normally is just bars, yeah, a, a, another door with bars, and they had the, the the solid door open, and as I was walking in there, there was a pigeon in the prison, on the wing. And I thought, "How did you get in here and i you can't just leave both doors open you the, the one door was was open to let some fresh air in and it was um because in prison they they, they only have, the central heating has one setting, and it's boiling yeah so they opened the door and said, "Let some of the heat out and uh, I thought, maybe I need to open this other, leave this door open and get behind the pigeon and get the pigeon out of the prison. Set the captives free. It's the ministry of Ian Moore. Set the pigeons free. And I, 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 I couldn't do that because I can't leave both doors open. So I, I locked the door and thought about this. And all of a sudden, the pigeon flew past me and it flew out of the barred door. Because the bars are just sort of that width apart. Nothing could stop that pigeon. And I thought about that, and he said, you know, there there are are physical things that are in my mind, but with God, there's nothing can stop you letting your light shine. Nothing. You can get through the barrier. You get through it, or you get over it. No weapon, no, no barrier formed against you. You can fly with the wings of an eagle and give away the love of God. You take you up into the thermals of the holy Spirit, and you can do what only you can do yeah he's not saying everyone's got to be a preacher, a teacher a you know a miracle worker he's just saying, "Be a light shiner in whatever way that is." Let love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Let all those things, gentleness, self-control, let them be. Let it happen. Do you want another old song? God forgave my sin in Jesus' name. I've been born again in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name I come to you to share his love, as he told me to. That's a bit like a Sunday school song, isn't it? Yeah? But some of the Sunday school songs are the most profound in the world, you know? He said, freely, freely, you have received. Freely, freely give. Go in my name, and because you believe, how does it end? Others will know that I live. How wonderful is that? Isn't that what it's all about? That others may know that he lives. All power is given in Jesus' name. In earth and heaven in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name I come to you to share his power as he told me to. He said, freely, freely, that others may know how I live. We're commanded to go, the disciples did, centuries, and through the centuries it's done, to re-evangelise every generation. You can phone, you can talk, you can be friends, you can help, but most of all, you can just be That's what it was. Let your light shine be. Give it away. Even if it's in the form of a smile or a cake, give it. I end where I started. Asking me the question, is there oil in my lamp? You know, it's not if you've been to church Did you sing well? Did you manage to get through that without upsetting anyone? It's not that. Did I manage to stay awake throughout the sermon? Most of you did. He said, Have you got oil in your lamp? Have you? you are a lamp and you were made a lamp for God for one reason only and that is that you would contain oil and you wouldn't put a bowl over it and the second question was is it a light if you decided to let it shine may it be Jesus did so much to make me into a lamp, and He gives me all the oil as much as as I can contain. He gave it freely because of Jesus. Now all I've got to do is decide: Do I want to be filled, and will I be satellite for Him and let it shine? Let us pray. Father, I thank you as we worship a little while and now we take communion, Lord. May something remarkable happen. Father, may we be filled with the glory of God. May, Father, from heaven to earth as in days of old may your spirit fall for your glory that men may look and see and know that you are God, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you.